Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Don't compare me to nobody and don't compare nobody to me. Okay, look, this is a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, and let me say before I even get started, like, Last couple days, I haven't felt that great. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like today is about to be a great show for some reason. And I don't feel horrible today. I felt kind of horrible yesterday. I went to sleep super early, which I do sometimes um, anyway. But nevertheless, that's always been an interesting word to me. Just like you ever had to write that word? I was like, oh, they really? It's really one whole word. Like they just put three words together. I don't even know what that's really called. I'm sorry for my English majors out there. I've never been great at grammar. I'm just good at creating and writing. You know what I'm saying? That side of English. But nevertheless, has always been one of my favorite words. So nevertheless. 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 I'm one of those people that kind of like to do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I kind of always been like this, I guess, since I've been younger. I like to be in my own little pocket doing what I do. And for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? I don't like being compared to people. It makes me uncomfortable. And not just like, not saying like even when it's just bad, I'm saying even when you compare me to people and I'm looking like the winner, like the better one, that I don't like it. It's weird to me. And I'm talking like people do that sometimes even when they don't know they doing it. Like it's just, okay, here's why I don't like comparison sometimes. Because what happens is it instantly creates a competition. So when you put somebody on the spot and start comparing them to someone else, it instantly in those people's mind, nine times out of 10, it's going to be like, oh, you start measuring yourself up, which some of us have issues with that to start off with. We don't even need nobody comparing us like, oh, my God, now you're comparing me to somebody but nevertheless, okay, I said it again. That wasn't even on purpose. Notice I kind of drug it out because I realized halfway through saying it, like, you said this word four times, and this show only three minutes in. You out of your mind. Of course, nowadays with social media, which we always talk about social media, but I tell y'all, it's not that I have, like, this hatred of social media. It's just that it's a huge part of our lives. You know what I'm saying? So what happens with social media is we live in this world. You got to think social media is like 10, 11 years old or something like that. It's not that old. And so the, the thing is, we are now being reprogrammed into comparing ourselves to the rest of the world every single day. And I mean, like, that can be draining mentally, physically, spiritually. Like when you just constantly looking at other people, looking at other relationships. Oh, they so great. Oh my God, I got to outdo this person. It's like, sometimes you, not even sometimes, you got to know who you are, period. In and of yourself, without a comparison. If that person didn't exist or that object or thing or image didn't exist that you're comparing yourself to, would you know who you were? So this is the importance and finding your identity in Christ. Because, you know, we're all created equal, but we're not the same. So what I mean by that is like, yes, we're equal, like spiritually, like meaning like, yo, you were created. You have the same opportunity to repent that I do and the next person. And we shouldn't devalue each other based on our social class or our quote unquote race or all these things that we find a reason to hate each other for in this world. But the reality of it is this, y'all. Some people are tall. 
Some are thick. Some are slim. Some are short. Some have different textures of hair. Some have long hair. Some don't have hair. Like, there are all these things that make us different. And when you find your identity in Christ, then you become content with who you are. And some of those things may be good things. And I'm telling you that we all have good things about ourselves. And one of the things that kind of concerns me, you know, in, in the world that we live in, because we are all putting ourselves out there, like our Instagram pages are like a billboard and we're constantly advertising ourselves. And at the same time, I don't want you to think that if you don't have Instagram or social media, this doesn't apply to you because people were narcissistic before social media came out. It just is another tool uh, and a common tool that we use to express these uh, views that we have about ourselves. We want to be the best. The problem is that's impossible. It's literally impossible for me to be the best looking guy in the world. That can't happen. It's too many people with better features and, you know, like, it's just not possible. You can be cute, but you're not the cutest girl in the world. And so there's a difference between finding contentment in Christ and saying, yo, thank you, God, for making me who I am. Thank you for giving me the gifts and talents that you gave me. And so I'm going to use these talents and these gifts, and I'm going to try my best to please you so that you can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But what I'm not going to do is be arrogant in my gifts. Because, see, that's the thing about comparisons. It creates that competition. Now I'm not just being content or confident in the gifts that God gave me. I'm trying to, like, be better than this person that you're comparing me to. And I just don't like it. I know that it's not right, even when I'm at the advantage. And then it feels even worse when you're at the disadvantage. Notice in either situation, whether you're at an advantage or a disadvantage, it's not really good to compare or be in competition with the whole world. Because if you're at the advantage and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm killing you. Now you're operating in pride and you're being boastful. And it's like, yo, that's not good. That's not biblical. That's not the Christian lifestyle. And then if you're on the flip side of it at the disadvantage, now you don't know your value in Christ. Now you don't know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Now you're depressed. Now you're struggling to see your self-worth. and I noticed that when we step outside of God's will and how we operate in these things and how we view ourselves, we go to extreme measures. So one extreme measure is self-love. Sometimes it causes people to become narcissistic. Now you got to think about now I believe it's in sympathy. Uh, <laughs> sympathy? Bruh, for real? You can't say Timothy now? <laughs> I was flowing too. Come on, Jay. You killing the vibe killing of the, the show, vibe, bro. Think it's in Timothy. Talks about in the, in the last days, people becoming lovers of themselves. And I, I've said it before. Don't let self-love turn you into a lover of yourself. Here's what it comes down to. We have a spiritual problem, but we look for a carnal resolution. You get what I'm saying? And sometimes self-love can be a carnal resolution to something that you're dealing with spiritually. It's kind of that same thing when you don't know your value or your self-worth or you have low self-esteem, right? And you're not realizing what God called you to be. You don't know your purpose and what you should be doing. So you go to the extreme measure of thinking you're worth nothing, right? And so it's like we operate on these extremes. Now, there will always be a battle as a human being in our flesh, right? but we have to find our identity in Christ. And in finding your identity in Christ, it is not helpful whether you are a narcissist or whether you're depressed to compare yourself to others. Because if you're a narcissist, you're just going to continue to fuel that fire of you the best thing since sliced bread. You so cute. You this, you that. Oh, some people just, oh, you, 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 you. Then if you're depressed and you don't know your self-value and your self-worth, there will never be anything good about you looking on Instagram to compare your dress to hers or, you know, your uh, suit to his or your beard to his or your hair to hers. It's all these things we can look at on the outside and compare ourselves to. And all of us fall on different ends of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? But it's never a good thing 
regardless of what end of it you're on. Because I think sometimes the enemy can fool us in our minds. We think, oh, because I'm cute, it's okay for me to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it's not helpful to your spirit either. You know what I'm saying? To compare yourself to other people and to live that type of lifestyle. So let's take a quick break and jump into the J-Will music song of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk about Christians, mind your business. And we're going to get social. So for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this song entitled I Would Go. It's from my latest project entitled Inspire God's People, produced by the homie Darrell Red Campbell Jr. If you want to find this song, you could just type in J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. Again, that's J-Will Music with one L. J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. Inspire God's people. You can Google it. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music. Look, when all else fails, oh, YouTube as well. But just Google it. Just Google J-Will Music, Inspire God's People. And you are going to find all my music, my podcast, my website, everything that you could possibly find about me and what I'm doing out here. But for now, enjoy the song enjoy and we'll be song, right back. I don't know, man. I guess nothing feels authentic anymore. It's like everything is so superficial. And I find myself just wanting to hold on to something real If I could fly away in the sky Just for a day I would go I would go I'm living on God's time, gotta wait That's the main reason I gotta wait even when I hit a dead end, I saw life in it, cause I know that he got away. Either that, or I know he'll make a way. I'm talking real life, no entertainment. I can't let doubt take faith away. I talk like that when I last pray. I walk like that in the last days. I preach like that till it's passe. I'm the third little pig with a house made of brick. Ain't a wolf past third getting past me. No compromise, I'm not impressed with the fame, no googly eyes Once upon a time I would've probably signed Now that I'm a man, no oozing eyes fly away in the sky Just for a day I will go I will go We think we doing something cause we all got a brand Put our whole life out there for some fans Who think it really happened cause they saw it on the gram I don't know the haters from the fam to the friends That's exaggerated, but you know what I'm saying Everybody seems so stuck in a trance Now we all marching cause they got a band That's our weakness, music and money With a little bit of fashion sprinkled on top You still broke, but you don't look like it When you in the car dashing with the top dropped Am I saying you a kind? Am I saying I ain't never been a kind? It's getting to the point where you should change your mind Cause where you are is a waste of time If I could fly away in the sky Just for a day, I would go I would go To what's real just for a day, And I really do just want to inspire God's people I don't have to get anything out of music But I would love to give something to it Seeing I don't miss you I'm not a robot, I'm the salt of the earth From a different world, am I afraid of telling you that? I don't know, wanna hear something beautiful? You're beautiful, but I don't wanna sing about love These are the moments between When you dancing like we can't be stopped tonight 
And then life gets tough, cause you don't have enough And you had enough, now you gotta make a choice Is it gas or lunch? Keep score for me while I fly away I'm trying to see life beyond the rainbow I'll fly away I'm tired of seeing things from the valley view I'll fly away I just wanna inspire God's people I'll fly away This is the start of something special I got nothing to prove. You just heard I Would Go by J. Will Music, produced by Darrell Red Campbell Jr. from the latest project entitled Inspire God's People. Look, I'm going to tell y'all like why this song is, is dope to me personally. Is that a weird thing to say about my own song? Why it's special to me. The song is special to me because on all of my albums, I try to add a song that kind of personifies who I am as a person and my personality. I'm a little offbeat. I'm a little awkward at times, a little weird, a little cool, a little swagged out, a little nerdy, a little smart, a little, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? A little bit, it's a little bit, that, you know what I'm saying? Can't quite put your finger on it, cuz. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? I embrace being unique. Um, I thank the Lord for it, actually. And these are the type of songs that I do that's like, I'm not purposely trying to do anything or prove anything, but I'm just being. I'm not thinking. I'm not trying too hard, and I'm letting it flow. And one of the things I love about working with my producer, Red, is he's also a very unique, kind of swagged out, kind of nerdy, just on his own vibe, and he does his own thing. And I think we work well together because we understand that about each other without necessarily saying it, and we just allow each other to be who they are, but we also get each other. So with a song like this, um, you know, it just has its own vibe. And when I listen to it, I'm just like, I don't know, man. It just feels like freedom to me. Like you're not comparing, you're not thinking about other people. You're just trying to be who God created you to be. And that's the place I want to go to. Not this place where we're comparing each other uh, to everyone and none of us are being real. We look like we swagged out. We look like we happy. We're beautiful, but we're not on the inside, though. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm all about is being beautiful on the inside and trying to inspire God's people to find that contentment in him where they can tap into the uniqueness of who God created you to be. One of the real cool things about this song is that it was inspired by um, Red's album, actually. My producer, Red, has his own album. You can find it on meetredonline.com. And um, my favorite song on his album is called Nothing to Prove. That's actually how I end this song. I got nothing to prove. You know, whatever. And he did his thing uh, producing this as well. Like, the way me and Red worked back and forth, I sent him stuff. I sent him vocals for this. uh, Very raw vocals he sends me back. Like, it just goes smooth. But I did something cool on the third verse, since his album and his song actually inspired this song, that third verse, the entire verse is song titles from his album. So I used the song titles from his album to create an entire verse. And I'm going to read the song titles because he got like 19 songs on his album. So that made it a little easy because I had a lot of words to work with. Um, And I just pieced them together and, you know, painted a story. And so his album, number one, A Different World. Uh, The next song, Afraid of Telling You, Don't Miss You, I Don't Know. And see, like, let's say, like, Don't Miss You. The song starts off like, seeing I don't miss you. I'm not, I'm the salt of the earth. See, you got, I'm not a robot, I'm the salt of the earth. So a song called Robot, a song called Salt, um, a song called Score For Me. Sing about love. We can't be stopped tonight. The moments between. You're beautiful. Fly away. Life beyond the rainbow. The moments between two. Something beautiful. Gas or lunch. Start of something special. Nothing to prove. Dancing. This is the start of something special. Uh, I got nothing to prove. So yeah, that's, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to follow that. You might have to go back. Rewind and listen to the song again. But that was something like when you messing with my music, that's what I do sometimes. If I went through all my albums like this, you'll be surprised 
of the little cryptic hidden messages that are all positive and godly messages, but um, just laced in creativity in there. So yeah, that was fun to share. Hopefully that didn't just bore you. So let's keep the show moving. Oh, I guess I should say this. If you want to see me and a couple of other dope Christian artists live, then you can catch me live at an event on September 14th at 6 p.m. live in Royal Oak, Michigan. The event is entitled Unrated, and it's at 402 South Lafayette Avenue, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. The venue is called The Office Coffee Shop. The Office Coffee Shop. I'm going to get that word. Not The Office. The Office Coffee Shop. And it features Mark Hall, Darius James, Reed B. Versus, Sentra, and myself, J. Will Music. Starts at 6 p.m. Uh, it's free admission. The coffee shop will actually be open. So we're going to be live in public, displaying Christian art, giving the Lord praise, edifying the saints. And I'm looking forward to this because we are unrated. We are not validated by the world. Our music, our art, our lives are not rated or need the stamp of approval from your favorite celebrities and radio shows and all that. Christians always think they got to be famous to be validated. And we saying we unrated. So come and check us out live September 14th, 6 p.m. The Office Coffee Shop in Royal Oak, Michigan. I will be performing live songs from my latest album, Inspire God's People. Let's get this show back. Let's get this show back. Let's get this show back. It's time to get into the word, God's people. So let's do it. Now that, you know, we've already tackled this topic of comparing, let me tell you why that's important in relation to not just the next thing we're going to talk about, but just in general as believers. You know, I always talk about Romans and how it talk 12 and 2, talking about, you know, us being, you know, transformed by the renewing of our minds. And keep in mind before that, and I know I talk about this scripture all the time, similar to how I always talk about the process. And let me tell y'all something. This entire show is a constant process. If you go back to episode one, oh, we building something brick by brick. We getting you to your purpose. Brick by brick. We taking the slow, detailed, delicate road and following God's process. And when you look at Romans 12, and two, it talks about, look, do not copy the customs and behaviors of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that have to do with comparison? Because if you stop comparing yourself to the world, then maybe you will stop copying the world. You see how that's a, an important step in this and how we have to be transformed, renewed in our minds. It's like, yo, we got to think differently about this. Like, oh. Jay Will, I don't have to rap how the world want me to rap or do, you know, the type of songs or the cadence that they do. No, my mind is being renewed. I don't have to compare myself to them because I'm not trying to be them. And it's not just as a rapper. It's as a preacher, singer, believer, usher. It don't matter what you do. God called us to be unique, peculiar people, right? So you can't be peculiar and copying. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homeboys, Path to Revelation, and they new album, Peculiar. Look them up on iTunes and Spotify and all that as well. But you can't be peculiar and a copycat. You got to choose which one you want to be. So we're not comparing ourselves to other people into the world because we are now embracing who God called us to be. Do you see how this process works? As you let go of the world and compare yourself to them, then you start to embrace who God called you to be. Now let's progress this whole thought and read the Bible. I'm going to be reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation today, NLT. Here's what verse 4 says. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. Hold on, let's chill right there. Paul and the people he wrote with, Timothy, like this is Paul writing. And like, he telling them like, yo. And, and here's the thing, they had already seen Paul. He had already been there with them and we'll get there, we'll get to that point. So he's kind of reminding them. 
Like, first and foremost, I'm speaking as a messenger approved by God. Remember, I talked about that event called Rated, and we talked about validation approved, stamped by God, not the world. I'm not rated by the world. So Paul is saying, for we speak as messengers approved by God. Why? To be entrusted with the good news. Here's why that's important, y'all. To preach the gospel, it like you got to be entrusted to that because it's important to carry this. And one of the things that has happened in our world is because our focus is people and not God, we're trying to keep up with people, but we're losing track with what God wants us to do. And this even happens for preachers. You got all these preachers with all these messages on YouTube and everybody trying to be more innovative than the next person and keep up with all the trends and I'm not, or uh, Instagram. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying if you're not careful, if you're looking at everyone else and you just preaching the next message just to be doper than that next young preacher, then now you're trying to please people instead of focusing on being pleased by God. And instead of being like, yo, you know what? Let me make sure that what I'm doing, I'm doing it to be approved by God and that I'm carrying this gospel and taking it serious. Because if I start focusing on the people and just doing gimmicks to get reactions, then now all of a sudden I'm carrying something real serious in the gospel, but I'm treating it like, you know, just jacking Jill going up a hill with a pail of water. Like, no, this is deeper than that. You can't just be sloppy carrying a, uh, the gospel. And that's how we are sometimes when we allow ourselves to start competing with people, um, especially as believers. Like, you ain't focused on what God calling you to do. You just trying to keep up. And in keeping up, you, you actually losing track with what you're supposed to be doing. So, so Paul is putting these things in perspective. After that, he says, this is still verse 4. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Verse five. Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. I like this. Paul is like, bro, we ain't try to win y'all with flattery. This is important. You know what I'm saying? For us today, because a lot of us are trying to win people with flattery. You know what I'm saying? And so then Paul says, and God is our witness mm, that we were not pretending to be your friends. Just to get your money. I should just drop everything right now. Did you hear what this man said? Why is he talking like this in the Bible? My man says, God is my witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. Now, now ask yourself, how many people these days would literally just try to get close to you just to get your money? And what happens is because let's let's take something like um let's take something. I'll be trying to take innocent examples instead of going deep. Let's just take a person that is violent. Let's use something vague. You have this violent street person at your church. And you know the life they're living. But here's the thing. This violent street person likes giving money to church. And so what happens is you come to church, Mr. J. Will preacher, and you like, man. Do I preach against violence and the sin that's happening in this world, knowing that this person that gives the most money in church is guilty of it? Or do I pretend to be his friend just to get his money and try to win him with flattery? Because here's the thing. I need his money. If he doesn't give money, then I can't pay the light bill of the church and I can't do everything I need to do because I don't have my stuff together and I'm depending on him. So I got to pretend to be his friend to keep getting his money. So you have preachers traveling the world, pretending to be your friend. Preachers going from city to city, state to state, on your Instagram, your YouTube. They everywhere. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but it's pretty obvious the ones, you know, when you get in the word, you start seeing this stuff a little more clear. Pretending to be your friend to get your money. Paul told them, we didn't roll like that, bruh. Like, I, no, we good. We ain't doing no faking. Like, no. If you don't like the show, then you're going to have to cut it off. You know what I'm saying? I ain't telling you to cut it off, but I'm just saying I'm not going to allow your support. I'm not going to pretend to be your friend just to get you to listen. Like, I got to tell you the truth. And it's like, man, if you're not rocking with that, I got to be cool with that because I'm not trying to please you. Remember, I'm actually trying to please God. Here's what he says in verse six. 
As for human praise, we never sought it once from you or anyone else. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Paul told him flat out, we not seeking human, human praise. Like, that's not what we in it for. We know exactly what we doing. Now, let's scroll on down to chapter four. We're going to skip a couple chapters. First Thessalonians chapter four, verses 11 and 12. I read both of the books of Thessalonians uh, this week, and, you know, I tried to pull out some things in context that I felt were relevant to this conversation. But I would advise you go back and read the entirety of the stories because there's definitely more in it. You know what I mean? But I'm uh, hopefully representing the, the purpose and the point of uh, what Paul was writing um, in his proper context. Verse 11 says, Ah, oh, this is where it gets crazy, y'all. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. Whoa. Live a quiet life, mind your business and work with your hands? Mind your business, Christus? Christus, mind your business? Make it your goal to live a quiet life. Here's the thing. If I want to live a quiet life, I can't be out here comparing myself to everyone, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying my best to seem like the best for everyone else, trying to be rated and validated by the world. If I want to live a quiet life, I can't be trying to please people because people keep drama up anyway. People keep a lot of mess going on. But when my focus shifts, and I start focusing on God, and I remove myself from the mess, I remove myself from the drama, remove myself from all the negativity, and start focusing on God's word, I can live a quiet life. Then the next part is important. Mind your business. Oh, oh, how am I going to mind my business if I'm comparing myself to everyone? You see how all this works together? Like, live a quiet life, Mind your business. Mm, stop worrying about everything that's going on with everybody else. They taller than me. They stronger than me. Look at this beard. I can't handle this. You got to focus on what God called you to do. So there are sometimes, as I even read the word myself, and these things, like what, how, they, how they really get me going is like, yo, I got my own show. I got my own job. I got my own wife. I got my own bills. I got a lot of stuff I got to worry about. I got to you know, rehearse my own songs. I don't have time to be trying to keep up with every new TV show. I don't have time to keep up with every new artist and every new song and every new dance and every new challenge. And every other week, there's something new that's being put out to us that we got to keep up with it. Oh, you don't listen to that? What's wrong with you? Oh, you don't watch this? What's wrong with you? I'm living a quiet life, minding my own business, and I'm working with my hands. You see how the last part goes together. When you're minding your own business, now you begin to work. Some of us are living idle lives because we're not minding our own business. So it's weird to me. You could be doing so much and so little. You could be chasing everything and everyone and every trend, yet be idle. So active, moving around and going nowhere. Verse 12, then people who are not believers will respect the way you live. And you will not need to depend on others. Oh, my. Paul is just dropping. Wait a minute. First of all, why are you telling me that if I live a quiet life, mind my business and work my hands, that these two things will happen? First of all, non-believers will begin to respect the way I live. So are you implying that non-believers don't respect the way I live because I'm not living a quiet life, I'm not minding my business, and I'm not working my hands? So they're looking at me and they're saying, you're not authentic. You was just preaching me anything to me just to be my friend and get my money. But wait a minute. You're also saying that if I live a quiet life, mind my business and work my hands, I won't need to depend on anyone else. If I don't need to depend on anyone else, then I don't need to pretend to be your friend to get your money because I don't need your money. Do you see how all these things come together? How Paul is literally instructing us on how to live and saying, listen, Christians, mind your business. Like, why are you so concerned with the things of the world? Why are you concerned with that TV show or that song or 
what they doing over there to the point that you don't even know your own purpose. How can I know every song and every dance and every challenge? And yet I don't know why I'm on this earth. Are you living a quiet life? Are you minding your business? Are you working your hands? Listen, when you working and you minding your business, you really don't have time for nothing because you're so busy. Business, busyness. Oh, business, busyness. Busyness is the root word. It look busy, root word of business. Some of us have no integrity in preaching and sharing the gospel because we're dependent on the people and we're not working our own hands. And when you're lazy and idle and not doing it yourself and you're looking for a handout, looking for someone else to make you a star, so you compromise. You know you were called to sing gospel. You know you were called to sing about the love of God. But you have to compromise because you're dependent on other people because you don't want to live a quiet life, mind your business, and work your hands. You want someone else to do it for you. And I love how the Bible urges us to work, urges us not to be looking for handouts from everyone. And let me tell you something. There is freedom in not caring and not depending on others. There is a freedom in not comparing yourself to other people. When you can say, look, I'm going to come here and preach the gospel and I'm not dependent on you to pay my bills anyway. They already paid. So as much as I want you to receive it and I'm going to say it and speak it in love, I'm not going to speak it in compromise or fear, because if you do turn your back on me, I wasn't dependent on you anyway. I wasn't trying to please you anyway. I was trying to please the Lord. Some of us got to realize that we ain't never going to be able to do what God called us to do until we stop caring about what the world wants us to do. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians, and I'm about to wrap this part up. Chapter 3, verses 6 through 13, still reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 6, it's still Paul kicking it with you. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-oh, it's about to get deep, y'all. Stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they received from us. So Paul is letting them know, like, look, we came there and we gave y'all a tradition. We gave y'all the blueprint. We told you to live a lot quiet life, mind your business and work with your hands. And I'm telling you that any believer who is living an idle life and not following that blueprint, stay away from them. Problem with some of us is we won't let some people go. We won't let some situations go. We holding on to things that the word is literally telling us stay away from. Verse 7. For you know that you ought to imitate us. Paul is letting them know. You know exactly what to do. And some of our issue ain't that God ain't told us or ain't showed us and we still praying and asking for answers to things that God already gave us the answer to. He says, we were not idle when we were with you. So he like, bro, we already showed you. I was right there and I gave you the example. Verse 8. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so we would not be a burden to any of you. Verse 9. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Listen. Years ago, when I first read this scripture, at least when I first was reading it and knowing what it was talking about, it spoke volumes to me. And I'm not lying. I told myself, like, okay, you know, yeah, it's okay. They saying in verse 9, we had the right to ask you to feed us because we were laboring, right? We were leaders. We were coming there preaching the word. We had that right. But we would rather show you an example. And they said they never even accepted food without paying for it. So Paul understood that even though it's okay for me to receive this, sometimes there's a greater purpose in an example that needs to be set. And that's what I love about the word of God, because it challenges you. And it challenged me to say, look, are you living a quiet life? Are you actually minding your business? Jermaine, are you working your hands? Are you getting up and doing? Look, I know you got a job, bro. But look, this is the 47th episode of the show. The show got to come out. 47 week in a row. You got to do it, bro. Y'all don't understand. I ain't know. I'm like, every. I'm going to do a show every week. 
We 47 weeks in. By the grace of God, I did it. But I'm, it took me minding my business, living a quiet life, and working my hands. What I like about Paul, he didn't look for a handout. He ain't look for a deal. Everybody now is like, where the next deal coming from? I, mean, I don't know. The deal might be a blessing. In most cases, I doubt it. But it's like, okay, what about just working it yourself? Like, okay, it would be cool for me to accept this or take this, but what about I just build this myself? What if I work my hands and then God sends people to labor with me? Verse 10, even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. 11, yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. You see that? You see the connection? Paul is like, yo, I'm hearing that some of y'all living an idle life, bro. And the same ones living an idle life, they refusing to work. And, and because you live in an idle life and you ain't working, what else are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing better to do. So what he say? You meddling in other people's business. Some of us are meddling in other people's business simply because we refuse to do the work that God called us to do. So when you refuse to do the work that God called you to do, now you got all this extra time on your hands. And so it's like, well, what else I'm going to do other than just meddle? You know what I'm saying? Meddle in your business. That's not what we're supposed to do. Verse 12. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. Listen, y'all. Live a quiet life. Mind your business. And work with your hands. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. God's people. It's time to head over to my Facebook page, yeah. Yo, my Facebook page is Jermaine James. I got like four friend spaces available if you want to request me as a friend. If you don't look like you're creepy or a robot, I may just accept your friend request. Or I might let you sit there with the other 85 people that's waiting on me to accept them, but none of them look real to me, so we just going to keep them there. All right, everything I'm saying today is a joke. We done had a serious show. We done gotten to the word, and I'm going to end it on a light note. So I'm not going to be explaining myself. Everything I'm saying is a joke. You heard it here first. Everything has smiley faces and laughter, emojis, and all that stuff. So don't take it too serious, all right? First post has 205 likes, 75 comments, and 23 shares. Here's what I said. People will wait 30 minutes in line for a chicken sandwich, but fall asleep 15 minutes into a sermon at church. Um, <laughs> I really just said this because it was like, all right, everybody going crazy over the chicken sandwich. And I just thought of the absolute most churchy thing that I could say. Um, I really didn't mean this at all. I ain't have no serious bone in my body with saying this. I guess even though it could be true, like it's a couple people um, whenever I preach at church, can I be real with you? It's the same two people that fall asleep every time. And I used to get upset, like not upset, but I used to be hurt until I realized like, wait a minute, bro. You were asleep when I got up here. <laughs> like you, you came to church to go to sleep, bro. You ain't sleeping on me. So yeah, that was that one. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I did a Sunday sermons notes. Uh, this had 105 likes, 24 comments. And seven shares. Here's what I said from my Sunday sermon notes. Popeye's made you wait in line for the sandwich. Woo! But you won't have to wait in line for your next blessing. My God! Woo! Y'all know it's a false prophet out there somewhere using this. Look, I saw somebody um, that a preacher that had the chicken sandwich on his flyer for Sunday. Like, man, it's hilarious to me like how fast we jump on trendy stuff and just like, so God speaking through the sandwich, huh, bro? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Y'all know me. I, look, we Lavelle ain't been here in a minute. 
I don't know when he coming back to work. My man just on like he ain't called off or nothing. I just ain't seen the guy. Um, so for those of y'all who wondering, like, why we ain't went to another level? It's time to go. Why don't y'all hit him up? Tell him it's time to go. I don't know where the boy at. Um, well, I'm lying and exaggerating kind of slightly. I talk to Lavelle um, at least once a week, but he ain't came to work. That's all I'm saying. Um, I didn't fire him this time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting y'all know. I ain't kick him out of nothing. I'm waiting on to see when he going to come back. You know what I'm saying? I was starting to enjoy the guy. It's like, I wasn't enjoying him though. This post had 192 likes, 64 comments, and 11 shares. Here's what I said. If my post ever offended you, I'm sorry. Sorry that you were too weak to take it. Woo! It was some people that thought an apology was coming, bro. They like, you know what? That brother just really loved God. Nah, you can't take these jokes. Get on, man. Um, no, you know what? Like, here's the thing. People do cr say crazy things on social media and stuff all the time. But um, even when people talk crazy and I don't like they post, I just unfriend them or keep following, keep uh, scrolling. Like, I don't know why people think they own you. Like, you own my pet. You got to come on here and tell me. It's a dude, man. If I read his comments, he be going off on me in the comments and I just be ignoring him because I'm like, the thing be he be going off on me, but I don't be knowing what he talking about. Because he be going off out of context. It's like you going off and this ain't got nothing to do with what I'm saying. All right, last one. This has 82 likes and 19 comments. Here's what I said. Having a good day and wanted to be mad about something. So I logged into Facebook. Y'all know how it is. It seems like on the internet, there's always something to be mad about or mad at. If you don't log into the internet half of the time, you wouldn't even be mad. Like, we have to log in to find out what we mad about. You ever talk to somebody that ain't been on Facebook this day? You're like, hey, you heard about such and such, and man, that's crazy. They're like, no, I ain't heard about nothing. I was having a good day until you told me about all the tragedies in the world, all of the injustices and everything we protesting. If it wasn't for the internet, half of us would be happy. You know what I'm saying? But if you ain't happy and you want to be happy and you're still on the internet, you can still trust God, give your life to him and uh, be saved, repent. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Listen, thank y'all so much for rocking with me this week. Do me a favor, all right? If you enjoy this show, share it with at least one person. Tell somebody about Inspire God's People and tell them to tell somebody too. I love y'all. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Google J Will Music. J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C or just simply Google Inspire God's People. We are going to ride today's show out with nothing to prove by Darrell Red Campbell Jr. on his project entitled Valley View. You can download this project free at meetredonline.com. This is my favorite song and it inspired the song you heard earlier, I Would Go. What if I stand here and say everything that I feel? I don't think you'll be here long enough for me to be real. But it's cool though, cause I ain't got nothing to prove to you. I ain't got nothing to prove to you. Nothing to prove to you I ain't got nothing to prove I can't spend my whole life trying to fit into what you think is cool Well, most of that changes from minute to minute And then you don't know what you think is cool But that's cool though but I ain't got nothing to prove to you Cause you don't even know what you think I should prove to you And that's cool to you That's why most times I don't wanna talk to you about what I feel Feel like 
like most times you don't even understand how to hear what i feel but i ain't got nothing to prove to you i can't have nothing to prove I just figured it